This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. Dave Chappelle is premiering his untitled documentary Thursday night at the Chase Center in San Francisco. It's the start of a 10-city tour. The comedian has been at the center of a cultural debate. It involves the transgender community, the role of comedy, cancel culture, and all of its related politics. Chappelle's Netflix special, The Closer, has drawn fierce criticism from the transgender community. Many say his comments are deeply transphobic, and they're calling him out on his views on gender and the trans identity, views that they say are anti-scientific and potentially harmful. Netflix has felt the heat of giving Chappelle a platform to share those views. Employees at the company's Los Angeles headquarters staged a walkout in late October to protest the company for streaming his comedy special. I'm out here because Dave Chappelle is harming our kids. He doesn't realize that the speech that he's putting out there is harmful. In the face of all this, Chappelle, well, He's dug in his heels. To the transgender community, I am more than willing to give you an audience, but you will not summon me. I am not bending to anybody's demands. But LGBTQ advocates say this isn't just a debate about the merits of comedy and the pitfalls of cancel culture. It's about the safety of people's lives. The trans community has already endured a year of fatal violence and a record-breaking wave of anti-trans legislation. Chronicle culture critic Tony Bravo has written a piece about the controversy, and he joins me now to talk about it. Also with him is Arya Saeed, the executive director of San Francisco's Transgender District. Thank you both for being here. Tony, I want to start with you. What are the main comments that Dave Chappelle made in his latest Netflix special, The Closer, that the transgender community is calling dangerous? Well, I will say before I start that it is a long list. Um, these are among the most commented upon and uh, most controversial comments. So among the things that he said in the closure um, are a statement that gender is a fact, which he used as a way of backing up J.K. Rowling's rather disputed comments denying uh, the validity of transgender uh, identity. He also identified himself as Team TERF. Now, TERF, T-E-R-F, stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist, meaning somebody that disputes, the again, the validity of transgender uh, gender identity and trans femdom. So additional disputed material in the special includes his statement that gay people are minorities until they need to be white again, a statement which people like Arya will tell you ignores the existence and reality that many people of color are also LGBTQ and part of the intersectional communities. He also calls himself transphobic several times, uh, perhaps jokingly, perhaps sincerely, based on his other comments. He also expresses discomfort at being tricked 
into calling a trans woman beautiful. He likens trans women to white people wearing blackface in one segment. And uh, this is rather rough. He compares the genitalia of trans women to plant-based meat. That is the higher the lowlights, depending on your point of view. That's a lot. There's a lot there to dissect. Aria, you're the executive director of San Francisco's Transgender District. And I understand your organization worked with Mayor London Breed to establish the month of August as Transgender History Month, which was the first of its kind in the country. And I wonder, what did it feel like for you when you heard that Dave Chappelle was kicking off his tour here in San Francisco? Uh, uh, to be quite honest, that was my initial expression. It's such a complicated experience, I think, to be a Black trans woman. Dave Chappelle's rhetoric is what I've grown up with. I mean, I think I'm outraged, but it's more in fatigue. Like, I'm having outrage fatigue because I'm I'm just tired of these old tropes. It, it is an unsettling reminder that many more people beyond Dave Chappelle believe that rhetoric, um, that that does exist, that that is popular, and that it's very easy to cling to. And people don't realize that it's impacting us in our day-to-day lives because we are such a small community in the world um, that even though we have a greater visibility than we've ever had, we live in a world that does not want us to exist. And so here we have this like celebrated comedian who is sort of holding and occupying the space of being a black man, sort of providing commentary on another marginalized group that he feels holds this immense amount more privilege than the broader Black community. And it's just very hotep false narratives that keep coming back up. I think as a Black trans woman, I'm pretty fed up. And so the fact that he's coming to do a show at the Chase Center and it's sold out, right? Someone told me this morning it was sold out. So I think I'm just over it. And just, and so many of the girls at the transgender district, we've been it's actually slightly divided, which is why it took us so long to come up with a statement. Because I think as trans people, we are also feeling these things in our own lives and in professionally sort of advocating for trans people, both in San Francisco and around the country, having conflicting thoughts. Like as a Black trans woman, I'm like, do we speak out on a Black man? So all these different emotions have been flying around the trans district. And so I can imagine what that's like for the broader transgender community as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, transgender issues have taken center stage in the past year or so. The human rights campaign marked 2021 as record year for anti-trans legislation. There have also been fatal violence against the trans community. So How does this controversy place in this cultural moment over a comedian? What does it highlight about where we are culturally? Uh, For 2020, the human rights campaign tracked 44 reported murders of trans and gender nonconforming people in the United States. And I really want to emphasize that word reported. Frequently, these are instances of violence and homicide that go unreported. Uh, In 2021, uh, so far they've tracked 43 murders. Um, And I would also like to point out that the majority of these people are Black and Latinx transgender women. So if we want to talk about a 
comedians uh, impact in the real world. There are numbers there that I think show what a imperiled and marginalized community we're talking about when we're talking about the trans community and specifically when we're talking about trans women of color. I think this issue has taken such attention in popular culture right now because it does go to this intersection of race and uh, gender identity um, for LGBTQ people, uh, sexuality also. I think there's a lot of disappointment that Chappelle, somebody who was thought of for many years as really being a truth teller and radical in the way he punched up at issues Mm -hmm. like systematic racism and prejudice, somebody that was willing to walk away from his own TV show because of his feelings of morality that jokes were landing in a way that was not actually empowering black people. I think there's a lot of confusion about how he can have empathy and such strong insight in one area and not uh, expand that to trans people and to the queer community. Aria, how do you feel about the way Dave Chappelle has specifically targeted the trans community for the sake of comedy? So for audiences that may be like, okay, Dave Chappelle makes fun of everybody. Why is this an issue? I think there is a double standard that is always placed on us as trans people, where the barometer and the boundary and the standard always change depending on what the mood is for the broader community. And so we see that in every instance of life as trans people have become more visible. Should trans children play sports? Should trans people be able to compete in a game? Should a trans woman be able to use a woman's restroom? Should And then the standard keeps changing. And so now as a trans community, there is this way that when we have pain and we say, ouch, that hurts, then it's, oh, you all are too sensitive right? The rhetoric is damaging because it is rhetoric that seeks to disempower trans people. And that's what makes it no longer comedy. You know, there's a difference between being um, laughed with and laughed at. At the end of the day, Dave Chappelle is entitled to whatever opinion that he has, but it does not absolve him or anyone of the consequences of that hate speech. And so it is in fact, hate speech, when the language is rooted in disempowering the authenticity or the humanity of a group of people, a marginalized group of people. Um, Tony was just highlighting, you know, that we've had 43 murders of trans people in the United States. You know, hundreds of trans people have been murdered globally this year in Brazil, in Mexico, in Europe. In, in Asia. And um, we have to suspend this idea that someone's being canceled. They're not being canceled. They're being held accountable for the behavior that they have placed that is a transgression towards people. We need to stop saying that someone's being canceled just because there is a behavior and then there's an accountability. I want to talk about cancel culture more. And I wonder, Tony, what you make of all of this. This seems to be a moment that Dave Chappelle has capitalized to make a commentary about cancel culture itself and the reactionary politics associated with that. Do you feel that way as well? I side with Aria on this. I believe that we now live in a time where culture has more consequences. I don't think that somebody that is selling out the Chase Center um, can really claim to have been canceled or to have had his free speech stifled. 
Um, the argument that um, by even writing the story that I did, talking to the San Francisco Bay Area trans community about Chappelle, that I was in some way infringing upon his right to free speech. I, I didn't petition the government to take away his ability to do a, a concert. These uh, The trans people that I spoke to for the story didn't do that. Uh, the people that were part of the Netflix walkout uh, last week were trying to use capitalism to create a condition in the marketplace showing that this type of language and hate speech about the trans community is unacceptable. I mean, I can't think of anything more American than uh, using capitalism to get your point across, quite frankly. So I don't believe in cancel culture. And uh, his constant references to being canceled, I think, are a kind of culture war baiting. More with Tony Bravo and Arya Saeed after a quick break. We'll chat about the future of comedy and if they think Chappelle will be able to redeem himself to the transgender community. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Aria and Tony, Dave Chappelle defends the art of comedy. And as you know, comedians often toe the line between social commentary and humor. Causing discomfort sometimes is the point for comedians, and Chappelle has done this well in the past. But when it comes to the transgender community, do you think comedy can evolve in its social consciousness without compromising the art? Yes, I think comedy can evolve. I think the barometer for comedy is, are the people that are in that group actually laughing, right? That's something that it seems like the obvious thing for me. Um, you know, I think in that special, you know, Dave Chappelle made jokes about Jewish folks, Black folks, you know, trans folks. And that's that's the go-to that his audience keeps going, you know, on social media is like, oh, well, he didn't just make fun of trans people. He made fun of everyone. When do we stop taking ourselves so seriously and, and what have you? But is the community that's being joked about laughing? Well, I think for many people, um, an awareness of other communities leads to empathy for those communities. And I think we live in a world now where we are more aware of the diversity that exists um, in our in our world. I think that with that empathy, it becomes harder for some of us to laugh at mean-spirited humor. I think that we've come to see that even unintentionally, there can be forms of toxicity in popular entertainment. And I think that the uh, next generation, Gen Z, has certainly brought some of those attentions to light, along with uh, my fellow millennials, who I think started some of these conversations. I look at something, you know, like a show like Schitt's Creek, that I think came more from a place of kindness and... Uh, fairness in the way it approached uh, its LGBTQ characters. And then I think about the comedy of Dave Chappelle. The issue, I think, for many was that he was tilting at bad systemic racism and things that were that, that he could punch up at by targeting the trans community in the way that he has for several years now. 
I think not only is he punching down, he is just not reading the cultural moment or the cultural evolution. Oh, I just, I want to add to that. Um, Dave Chappelle cannot be canceled. Dave Chappelle is a multimillionaire who has been a multimillionaire for over 20 years. There is no way that he is going to be impacted adversely from the hate speech that he performed in his set. I think in his special, he had this piece around how aspiring comedians are selling out because of sensitivity and this idea that they can't be, um, that comedy is compromised. And I think that um, they don't have the privilege that he has, which is that he's rich. Right. Um, Aspiring comedians don't have that. And so even if they feel a certain way um, towards different communities, they they know to abstain from that and to actually dig deeper and more critically um, on how to do comedy that doesn't touch on, you know, issues that are polarizing for folks. I think there's comedians that are doing amazing work and making you laugh and it's not, you know, harming groups of people. And there is a possibility that you can do comedy that's engaging, that's fun, that has high ratings for platforms like Netflix, but that also isn't sort of damaging, you know, marginalized communities who have to live their lives in the street every day. Aria, you're on the ground as a leader in the San Francisco local trans community. And you mentioned at the top of this conversation that this has all sort of generated some rage fatigue for you. And from your perspective as a Black trans person, I wonder if you think that Dave Chappelle can come back from this. Can he make good with the community? Oh, I'm so glad that you framed it that way, actually, because... (laughs) Um, you know, can he come back from this? Yes, I don't think he's impacted, right, by the broader public. Um, he just inducted Jay-Z at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and everyone seemed fine. Um, notice that Beyonce wasn't there, probably because her PR person said, LGBT <laughs> people are your bread and butter. You cannot be photographed in the yeah. <laughs> with Dave Chappelle. Let's be, let's be real. Beyonce's Uh, smarter than Jay-Z. That's probably uh, it, too. Jay-Z probably doesn't care, right? Like, that's the other T, too. Overall, like, for many of the Black trans women that I've talked to across the country, I think we're all just pretty, we're pretty tired of always having to be defensive of our humanity, of our authenticity. Mm -hmm. Tony, what do you think? I think that um, growth and learning are always possible and are fantastic, but you have to have the desire to grow and learn and an openness to hearing from people outside of your experience. Um, We all have blind spots uh, because of our social conditioning, because of who we are and are not exposed to. Uh, This is not a blind spot, though. The the issue has been brought up many times uh, for more than a decade uh, with Chappelle in terms of the language and the... uh, the messaging that he has put out there about the trans community and the broader LGBTQ community. I would love for my next story on Dave Chappelle to be that he had an aha moment and that some of this clicked with him and that he understood the the pain and the messages of um, of anger and of you know deep hurt that he has caused in in this community so i think it's always possible for 
people to do the right thing. I think it's always better if they do it sooner rather than later. History judges you better if you learn the lesson the first couple of times. Well, this was such a complex issue, a lot of layers to peel back here, and I appreciate you both for doing that with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Arya Saeed is the executive director of San Francisco's Transgender District. Tony Bravo is a culture critic for the San Francisco Chronicle. You can find his piece about the Chappelle controversy online now at sfchronicle.com or on the Chronicle app. Thanks to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. <laughs> 